Welcome in to the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Show. Let's roll. felt weird doing that with the introduction, but fire as always. Welcome to the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Show. Proud member of the Fantasy Points Media Group. I know we normally plug this on football, but we're doing it for baseball also. Make sure you use code TRIPLEPLAY22. Check out some of the great football and golf content they got on their website. Doc hosting! I was going to make a joke and say that we got rid of D. Mendy, but of course the man can't take a break from his phone and has to be tweeting all weekend that he, all week that he's in Ireland. So, uh, we're just kidding, David. Kind of. We miss you a little bit, but I got the normal crew with me. I got Marty Party, aka Marty Tallman. What's going on? What's up? Sir? What's up? Glad to be here as always. Yeah, David, I mean, like I said, the, uh, the Wi Fi, the Irish Wi Fi is just as strong as their whiskey. He has not missed a beat being over there. <laughs> He has not. He has not. And uh, yeah. it's, it's great his wife doesn't have uh, Twitter because, boy, would she rail him if she knew how much she was tweeting. But that laugh you heard, it's from the crystal vet himself, Art Tonebeni, a.k.a. Lil Cheesecake, the LC. LC, how's it going? I'm, I'm hurting. I've made some poor pitching choices this week. I feel like I need to go to a confessional and talk to a priest and Maybe he'll give me some Hail Marys. Maybe I'll say a few rosaries and my pitchers will start pitching better. I'm if, having a rough week. <laughs> if this is in our home league, I'll join you because I've made all the wrong decisions myself and so has David. Oh, it's and we, got, we got Toby checking in. Bobby Dahlbeck with a double dong today. Whoa. You love I, to hear that. Mm, nice. But as mentioned, no David here. So, But we're going to go through the normal show like we do. Talk about the rundown, the bring out your dead. No two star, or I'm sorry, no uh, pitching and hitting streamers since I'll be hosting. Marty's got his two star starters, and maybe we'll have a little bit of roundtable discussion at the end. But I wasn't here a couple weeks ago. And for those that tuned in, we tried new foods and new beverages, maybe just new beverages. And I had FOMO, so I needed to join. So we're all trying something new this week. So, Marty, what do you have to try? Yeah, so staying on the uh, the Gatorade family, but uh, we have ventured out to the Gatorade Fit, and this is healthy, real hydration. There is no added sugar, there are no artificial sweeteners, no added colors, and it's an excellent so- excellent source of vitamins A and C. Uh, the flavor is watermelon strawberry, but here's the kicker: here it's watermelon with sea salt. So you know, going to get up the a uh, little bit more sodium, going to get up my potassium levels here, and let's give us maybe a drink. I've actually literally have never tried it. Tastes very similar to the Gatorade Light, which means it's absolutely uh, delicious. Boom. And look how big this thing. Huge. 32 ounces, baby. Can you taste the sea salt? I cannot taste the sea salt. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's, uh... I, but that's a good thing, I think. Yeah. I, don't I mean, think I want I, that in my drink. Unless you like Dead Sea flavored stuff, I don't think you'd want to try that. Elsie, what are you trying? So I was torn when I was in the store. I started off, I was I was dead set I was going to go with The Rocks uh, a drink, but apparently that has like, a, I looked at it, it's like 160 grams of caffeine. So Ooh. I was like, no, it's like Be up all night. nine o'clock, I'm not doing that. So I decided, you know what, the last time we really got some, some crap for the amount of sugar that Marty and I had in our drink, 
So I decided to go with a specialty water. I have perfectly balanced pH purified water core hydration. It has approximately 7.4 pH purified. I have no idea what that means, but it has electrolytes and minerals for taste. And not only that, but it has a cap on top of a cap, kind of like the Pepperidge Pepperidge Farm bread. Yes, you open it, it still ain't open. (laughs) Still not open. (laughs) Mitch Hedberg, always good for a reference there. I love it. Man, that's good. That's good H2O. That's some high quality H2O. Okay, water Uh, boy. Yeah, (laughs) that's the way I feel about it. It's it's water. I don't know. (laughs) Marty, I guess we got to talk a little bit about baseball in the show. Candelaria finally starting to put it together. I mean, Uh, that was one of your guys, too. He most certainly is, and uh, uh, we'll peel back the curtain here. He might be a weekend warrior, guys. Watch out. Ooh, ow, ow. A little, whoa, whoa. little foreshadowing there. Ew. Well, so I didn't get anything to drink, and if you've been paying attention to the news this week, Klondike is discontinuing the Choco Taco. I've lived 28 years on this earth, and I've never tried one. So I ran out to 7-Eleven today. I knew they'd be at 7-Eleven. I knew it. Yeah, there was, there was like five left, and I made sure I got one. And um, I'll give the packaging. It's really good. It's a dessert taco. It's a genius. That's kind of a good slogan. Um, it's, it's in a hard shell. Okay. So we got the unveiling right here. It looks like a waffle cone. All right. So let's, let's try it. Eight-year-old Marty is so jealous right now. <laughs> it's good. It's better than I expected. It's a shame they'll be discontinuing this. I would have bought more of these in my life. Have we heard about why it's being discontinued? I mean, what is Klondike so busy doing that they can't just knock a few of those out once a week? Well, they probably are looking at what sells the most. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't think of people that ever buy Choco Tacos. No. Um, Maybe I'll have to buy like two more and store them in my freezer. What what would Twitter be for if you couldn't get upset about something you don't actually care about? That's true. You know, that's the whole point of, yeah. Pointed Twitter. Oh, my Choco Taco. I bought it at, out of the ice cream truck once. Oh, why are they doing this to me? Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, I was I was thinking, could I go the rest of my life without saying I've tried a Choco Taco and just be a liar or have FOMO? And I I, I needed to try it. Um, finally checked that off the bucket list. And well, real quick, do you like chocolate and ice cream? And I do. You know? Okay, I do. Yeah, I do. So it was it was long overdue. Um. And I guess Toby's going to come in with DeGrom gave up four earned runs in his rehab start at AAA. Don't love that, but hey, at least he's pitching. I'm worried. Even regardless of the four earned runs, like, he's just, that that body is breaking down. But we're going to talk some pitching because we got the rundown. And uh, I'm sorry I don't have the sound effects on there. I'll get better in the future. Wow, wow. And we're going to show Derek Collins' beautiful face again with some players that wowed us. And the first, Mr. Nelson Velasquez, his last seven games of 571, 667, 1857 slash three homers, seven RBIs, five runs, three of those four hits in the week were home runs. He also had a walk, three Ks, zero stolen bases, and 31.6% K percentage this year, similar to minor league stats. Where in twenty uh twenty one he played fifty six games across double and triple A. Uh but with the Cubs sellers and LC, you know, there's a video we brought up in our group chat with Hap and Contreras hugging it out. 
Mm-hmm. It could lead to more playing time. What are you doing if you own Mr. Velasquez? I think Velasquez is one of the high K rate type of guys who's going to give you inconsistent performance. And the Cubs, I think, think of that as well. I, I do, I do think he will be in line for more playing time if Hap gets traded or if and when Hap gets traded, I could say. Um, but with that high K rate, uh, I think you're going to be probably pulling your hair out a little bit with him, but he, he gets hot. He had three home runs against Philly. He didn't play at all against Pittsburgh the next two games. So I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of just tossing my hands up in the air with him because he was cold before Phil, the Philly series beat up Philadelphia, didn't play against Pittsburgh. So, so I think, I think he's the type of a player who you might plug in because he's getting some at bats. If you, you know, if you need someone just to, just to put in your lineup and he has potential to have good games, but, uh, he's not a long-term ad, in my opinion. Yeah, 23 years old. Um, you know, certainly interesting to see what the future holds for him. But mm-hmm. you're right. You know, that K percentage is really going to be detrimental in points leagues. And but I guess you know maybe what you're hoping for is the Patrick wisdom of last year, where high K percentage, but he's able to hit the ball extremely hard and get you a good source of pop there. Mm-hmm. Our next guy. And that's going to be Mr. Ahmed Rosario over the last seven games, a 346, 393, 500 triple slash. No home runs. It's not really much of a surprise, but five RBIs, three runs, a walk, three Ks, and a stolen base. And his expected stats are actually very similar to his real stats, which shows that hopefully there's not much regression coming. But I think the biggest improvement for him is he cut his K rate from 20.4 last year to 14.7% this year, which is a career low. And this year, his barrel and hard hit percentage are above career averages. Uh, he is shortstop and outfield eligible this year. So, Marty, do you think Mr. Rosario can keep this going, or is this just a hot stretch? I think he can keep it going throughout the year. Um, and when you think of Mad Rosario, you really don't realize he's only 26 years old. So he has plenty of opportunity to, to stay this or maybe even get a little bit better. His XBA is in the 91st percentile. You touched on the fact that he's uh, he's not striking out anywhere near as much. His K percentage is in the 86th percentile. Sprint speed, 97th percentile. The guy's flying around the base pass. And when you look at his stats for the entire year, he's batting 295, four homers, 34 RBIs, and 10 steals. He's hitting every day in the Guardians lineup in the two spot, so plenty of opportunity for runs. Uh, he has 55 runs on the year, and the Guardians are sneaky good. You know, against righties, they're actually the eighth best team uh, with the WRC plus. So, I mean, uh, for the rest of the year, you're really happy you got him, and I'm sure he was extremely cheap. Yeah, and what the Guardians have been doing, and we saw with Miles Straw last year, is they're aggressive on the base pass. I think that's the only reason Miles Straw is getting taken early in drafts this year is because how he finished the the year last year um, and just that that speed that he carried. The last hitter going to cover, uh, and this was a, a streamer of last week, and it's Ramon Arias. I mean, over the last seven days, 421, 421, 789, triple slash. So no walks there, but two homers, five RBIs, four runs, and five Ks. Got to see one of those uh, home runs against the Yankees when I went on Saturday. But when you break it down, his launch angle is at the highest of his career. The hard hit percentage and barrel percentage are at all-time highs also. And he's hit safely in 10 out of, out of the last 11 games. He's played every day besides two since getting activated off the IL. And the O's have been really hot. It'll be interesting to see what they do at the deadline. I don't anticipate them being sellers. I could maybe see buyers just because I think that they're 
in contention more than they thought, but I could also see them staying put. But no matter what, I think Mr. Arias has a, an everyday spot, rest of season barring injury. And we got our guy, Gas- Jasper, checking in. Just got in. Glad I could catch the show. I'll be getting in touch with you all this weekend. Please do. You're, uh, yes, you're overdue for an appearance on there. Any comments on Mr. Arias? What about, I mean, do you see, how about you? Do you think he's going to be able to continue this, uh, the rest of the year, or what do you think he's got going on? I don't think he's going to continue this surge the rest of the year. I, you know, we've talked about that Camden Yards is now a pitcher's park, and I think it's somewhere in the middle of that. I think players are still getting acclimated, but even, even with the fences getting pushed back, it allows more room for, I'm not going to say triples because he doesn't have that speed, but more doubles and extra base hits. Mm-hmm. And those have been playing really hot the last month. So I'm riding it as long as I can in that multi-position eligibility. Second, third, and short is really critical. And Toby checking in. Donovan Solano last seven games, 500, 500, 750, a homer, 12 hits, six RBIs. He could be a sneaky third base plug and play, especially yeah. with the Reds in that hitter-friendly ballpark. But You got to love when the average and the OBP are the exact same. I do. <laughs> not, not patient at all. But we're going to go to the pitching side. We're going to go with Mr. Reed Detmer. So season stats on the year, a 384 ERA, a 107 whip, and 63 Ks and 75 innings pitched. Since being recalled from AAA on July 8th, he's gone 17 innings, two earned, a .94 whip. That's over three starts. Um, and it's kind of been a, a Jekyll and Hyde year for him, throwing a no-hitter, the only one in the MLB this season, unless uh, I missed one, but also getting demoted. But also something to monitor is he's thrown 81 innings uh, between both levels, which is a career high so far, and we're still in July. So, Art, if you have Reed Detmers, what are you mm-hmm. doing with him? <clears throat> I'm I'm pitching him until he starts to fall off. He's been pitching very well this month. In July, he's had starts against the Orioles, the Astros, and the Braves. No real pushover teams there. And over his last three starts, 17 innings pitched, 19 to 6K to walk, and uh, given up only two earned runs. He's given up a little bit of hard contact, but it's not really hurting him yet. Like, it's not a lot of hard contact. He has a few, like 110, but the launch angles are nice and low on those, and they're singles or flyouts or something like that. So he's getting, you know, I, I'm not going to project that this batted ball luck is going to continue but as you see he's got a 1.07 whip on the season his 0.94 run over the last three starts is not like way unheard of better than what his season level is it's brought down his season level but he wasn't like a bad whip guy his era uh has come down but like you said he's he's shown intermittent stints of being really effective for me i think he's in the middle of a, a good run his fastball is a little bit faster than it has than it was before since he come off the aisle, hitting ninety five on occasion, sitting around ninety four, whereas his season long average is only ninety three. So, I like with that added fastball speed and the fact that he's just pitching well right now. I'm going to keep running him out there. Of course, I, if if I see like a really bad matchup, I'm I'm, I'm going to I'm probably going to sit him because of his inconsistency, but. Until until I see like a Yankees or a Dodgers or you know a team or in Colorado you know it's a really bad matchup really tough one I'm probably gonna run him out there for most. Now yeah, really were... quick I just want to piggyback off that this weekend he's going against Texas now Texas is the fifth best team uh, against lefties 
in all of baseball. So if he if he doesn't have the best start, that is why Texas is sneaky good. A 116 WRC plus versus lefties. So tread lightly with that matchup moving forward. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with Art. So yeah, I see. Let me ask you, in a redraft league, are you trying to trade Reed Detmers now before the deadline, especially with the news that came out with Trout today? Do you think the Angels get somewhat conservative on all fronts and maybe shut him down in September if they're not in contention? I think that's a possibility that uh, that they really cap his innings this year. I think, you know, but I, like I said, I think his innings are going to be good, but yeah, definitely going to cap his innings. They look like they're they're destined to be sellers. They're They're pretty far back right now. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the Angels do at the deadline. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of money committed, and they're going to maybe want to pay Otani or somebody else will. But the next guy we're going to talk about, Mr. Braxton Garrett, and this was before today's start, um, but his most recent start before that, six innings, two hits, one earned, walking seven Ks in his second straight outing against the Pirates, four straight games with three earned runs or less. Once again, this is before tonight's game, so Marty will update you on that, but He's been relying heavily on his fastball and slider. He throws them a combined 82% of the time, followed by his curve at 10%, and then his changeup 8%. Uh, but some good things to look at. He's in the 64th percentile of whiff rate, 98th percentile of chase rate. So, Marty, what are your thoughts on Mr. Garrett? Well, I was all in on, on Braxton, especially last week. I looked like a genius when he had his 11 strikeout night. So um, I, I think like a lot of the times the Marlins do this. You know, They produce really good pitching. You know, and they come in early. He's only 24 years old. And uh, the, the K upside is going to be huge. I think for points leagues moving forward, he's going to be in a good spot. He pitched 111 innings in AAA. So he's currently sitting at 52.1 innings. So I'm not concerned about him, you know, curbing his, uh, you know, the, the rest of his innings. I think he'll just still let him roll it out. But yeah, um, looking at his, um, his his start today was absolutely brutal. I'm bringing up the uh, the numbers now, but um yeah. So at Cincinnati, he gave up five runs in five innings. He had the eight strikeouts. So moving forward, he's a good points league play. Uh, if you're concerned about your ratios, uh, I would stay away from him. Yeah, and I mean to to piggyback off Marty, he gave up four in those first innings. So definitely settled down a little bit after that. Um, and Toby checking in that he did give up the five and five, but eight Ks as well. I mean, speaking of Toby, it's like he can read the rundown. The last person we're going to go over, Mr. Cole Irvin, and that was a streamer of mine. This was before today's outing where he did even better. Great. Um, but last outing against the Rangers, who were good against lefties, fifth best, uh, according to Marty. But seven innings, three hits, one earned, a walk, and eight Ks. His last four appearances, 27 innings pitched, 1.67 ERA, 0.63 whip, and 18 Ks now. His expected stats are much higher than his actual stats, and he's given up a lot of hard contact. So he's been pretty lucky along that. But he had a great day against Houston as well. Seven innings, I believe, um, two earned. So, I mean, Corbin has just been on a roll. He's gone at least five innings in all starts this year. So even though the metrics show that he's due for some regression, you have to play him right now. And, you know, if anything, maybe he's a buy low candidate or a sell high, depending on if he thinks he get, he's going to get traded. Um, I feel like anybody for the A's is for sale right now. And, um, Toby chiming in that he only has a two nine one ERA over his last seven starts. And he's faced the Astros a couple times, the Blue Jays, the Rangers. These aren't bad offenses. No, shout out to anybody who ran him out there against the Astros. I mean, that. 
hey, it worked out. And Toby brings up another good question. I want to ask you guys this. Um, with the White Sox having the second toughest strength of schedule, are y'all looking to move guys like Lynn and Giolito? I think the time to move Giolito is over. Unless you want to get pennies <laughs> on the dollar for him. Um, he, his, his ERA is over five this year. His whip is about 1.3. Um, you're not going to get anything remotely close to what you could have at the beginning of the year. Uh, I think same with Lynn. I mean, do you guys feel any different? I have some hopes for Lynn. He had a good start against Cleveland last time out. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lynn really has, a, has, has had really a, a disjointed season starting really late. Uh, and he's been up and down since he started. I'm, I'm hoping the break set him right. That first start out of the break was good. Of course, I, this is wishful thinking on my part. He's my top pitcher in, uh, in my Darth League team. So, uh, so, so his first start, I was watching it like a hawk. He looked pretty good. Marty, you're yeah, the I yeah, I'm the same. Th- I agree. I'm definitely, I mean, I love Lance Lynn. You guys all know that. I make that very clear. But, you know, he's at a 6.43 ERA on the year and a 4.30 X ERA, which obviously isn't as good as it normally is. But, hey, two full points, you know, below. That means good. I think good uh, Good times are coming, you know, for him. Giolito, risky business every time I turn around. I cannot trust him in pretty much in, in any way, shape, or form. So, uh, sorry. T- to our uh, our triple play uh, team, and said we should have got uh, Sandy Alcantara. Um, I fudged risky, it up. Ris- risky business might be a compliment to Giolito at this point. Um, I mean, you know, the David and I got our victory lap out for Sandy over Giolito. Do, so. do you think he's a sit? Can I you, don't, how about this? Can you sit him? Because he's everyone's. I mean, he's your SP one. I I sat Giolito last week when he played the Guardians in my home league, and you have ten starts per week. Actually, we had we had seventeen because it was the All Star week. I benched him, and wow. uh, he he gave up six earned. No, it's so, a good move. It, it was it's really tough to do. It's more at this point the name value that keeps him going because if you just had a blind resume, there's no way you would feel any sort of confidence starting him, and especially in points leagues where you get um, you know points for a win. That's something that kind of keeps the hope alive, but I'm not feeling good about him rest of the season. But you have to stick around with him this point unless you can get a trade offer that you think is worth it. But good, good job on the rundown, guys. We didn't miss David at all. The only thing we missed David for is the sound effects because <laughs> it's time to bring out your dead. Elsie, <laughs> take it away. Bring out your dead. Bing. Thank you, everyone, for sending in your tweets, for sending in your suggestions for bringing out your dead. Uh, Lucas Giolito, I think, was a, a fine last minute, uh, last minute cut from the list because it, the the lid was on the bring out your dead list by the time Lucas Giolito. But we did get a good rundown there of why he has uh, he deserves to be on the list, but uh, he did not make the cut. Uh, Doc did suggest one player. Um, Giancarlo Stanton he suggested he also brought up Pablo Lopez I I want everyone to go to Marty's Twitter uh, a, a fan of our show named Tony took what Doc said in last week's show <laughs> uh, he's like an audio genius and clipped it to a highlight film of Pablo Lopez getting a career high in strikeouts it is the best thing it's on Marty's Twitter I retweeted it I I couldn't stop watching that it cracked me up so much Stanton, the fact that, that Doc, um, 
is complaining about Stanton when for two years he's been saying Giancarlo Stanton is made of glass is is uh is it's funny, but he had fallen for so far in our draft that Doc was like, I gotta take him. <laughs> he's walking away. He can't even take it anymore. He can't even take can't even take he's leaving the show. Wait, wait, can't even... Art, Art, let me know when you're done with this slide and all and before you go to the next one. Go ahead. I I'm gonna go to the next one now. Alright. So what I have here is a John Carlos Stanton baseball card. Nice. And I was waiting to keep it till he got hurt so I can do this. <gasps> oh <laughs> Oh my god. Oh man. For those that can't see, I just ripped a John Carlos Stanton card in half on air. Because oh, that's how heritage card. Those are cool. Because, because that's how fragile he is. Oh do you think I want anything good to do with John Carlos Stanton? John Carlos says playing the outfield helps his hitting focus. Well, what's going to help your durability, John Carlo? Gosh darn it. Bench All pressing right. ladies. That's All right. going to help his that durability. Was, that, that was my soapbox. Back to bring out your dead. <laughs> my anyway, we got, wait, we got Tony checking in with the notes here. Yeah. Tony, thank you up, so Tony? much. That's a great video. I got a good laugh. Uh, Doc, Mike, Doc Carter, uh, telling us about Rowdy Telez. I feel you. Rowdy's hitting like 190 right now. Of course, Doc takes a chance to sit him against the tough matchup. Rowdy goes yard. <laughs> Mike Carter, you have been badooed by Rowdy Telez. He went Tellez. yard twice. He went yard twice today? He went yard oh. twice today. Oh, man. Oh, you've been double badooed, Mike Carter. It is, uh, it is, it is the worst. Uh, I feel for you, man. Uh, it's a tough one. Rowdy has been so frustrating with that batting average. The power's coming in bunches. The batting average staying super painful. Um, <laughs> this is probably the first time you sat him. It sucks. Um, Lukey D in Britain, Jake Odorizzi. I saw this tweet. I was looking up Odorizzi, seeing what people were saying about him. He's in St. Louis right now, looking at properties and applying for demolition permits. Why is he buying properties in St. Louis right now? I thought he's supposed to be on the IL. Is he really on the IL? Is he moving to St. Louis? I don't know. I played Jake Odorizzi. I put Fab out for him. I'm eating it just like you guys are. Like I said, this is a tough week for, for me pitching. A few of my pitchers are on the bring out your dead list this week. It's uh, it's not a good week for, for, for LC. Uh, Abraham Toro by Marmo's Dad. Yo, Abraham Toro is someone who I thought was a nice, nice option as an in, a middle and corner off of, uh, but he has, has a 176 actual batting average. I, uh, Cal Raleigh enthusiast, uh, whose Twitter handle is Jared Kalnick 10. So could it be a Jared Kalnick burner account? I don't know, but maybe Toro's keeping Kalnick down. Abraham Toro should be working at McDonald's, this guy says. And there's also a, an Abraham Toro drinking game, apparently, where when he hits a pop-up, you're supposed to drink. So uh, I wonder how, uh, I wonder how much, how many at bats you need of Abraham Toro to get drunk. It's a, that sounds like a, it sounds like a fun drinking game. Uh, Trevor Rogers, I, this is, this is the one that hurts the most. Uh, uh, Doc sitting here with Sean Manai on his roster because I decided to, to, Keep Trevor Rogers instead of Sean Manaya. Now, I wish no ill will to Manaya. I have him on many rosters, but Rogers was not worth keeping. Uh, 
Drew and Marty also getting getting killed by Trevor Rogers. Um, we need to run the darn wagons over him. Bring out your dead. Just take him away and never let him come back, please. Any run T- the way. Any T. Rogers. Taylor Rogers is blowing up too. Is he? Uh, it's yeah. been a rough been a rough week for giving up giving up earned runs eight out of his last eleven outings. He blew it tonight uh, versus the Tigers. That's how you know you've hit rock bottom. It's coldness, man. Coldness. Tigers are a professional baseball team. They have yeah. a lot of <laughs> the uh, the last submission. Arvin Gonzalez from the Darf League suggests Nick Castellanos. This is we need to have a streamer. Third time for Nick Castellanos on the Boyd list. That means Nick Castellanos gets a nickname. The Nasty Casty is our nickname for Nick Castellanos. An uninjured, high-drafted hitter who is not helping your team. Examples, Nick Castellanos, Whit Merrifield, Tyler O'Neill. This has been a rough year for Nick. Three times on the Boyd list after hitting well over 300 with Pop last year in Cincinnati. Big contract, tough first year in Philadelphia. I don't know. Do you guys buy back in next year if he doesn't pick it up in the second half? What do you guys I love, think? I love the value of Castellanos. Absolutely. I, maybe it's because I don't roster him, but I don't think he's been awful this year. His batting I, average is like 250. 246, eight homer. Yeah. I, th- I think the home runs are disappointing, but 46 RBIs, four steals. That's more than I thought that, that you'd get out of him. I don't think he's been awful, but I do think he's been disappointing compared to mm-hmm. what you drafted him thinking. We got a couple more submissions. Nathan Eovaldi is nearing the dead list for me. His hard hit rate is so high. Yes. He's due for a, a blow up every fifth outing. Ian Anderson's also dead. Yes. And uh Buddy Jasper at the comment of the show. Good stuff, guys. Great show. D Mendy Who. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> there you go. Mendy Who. Um and then Toby, you also need to check your ratios from your relief pitcher spot. Felix Batiste on a soaring O's team. It's a great ad. He is. Um, That's cool. he's, he's locked down the eighth inning role. So if you play in a holds league, that is somebody that you definitely want to check out. But time for my favorite part of the show. Maybe not this week. It is Marty's two start pitchers. Here we go. The two start pitchers. And uh, yes, yeah, it's going to be week 17 moving along through the year. And as always, we start with Gwen Stefani and the no doubters. So a, a good uh, trio of no, uh, no doubters here. Max Scherzer at Washington. So a little homecoming there to see his old team. Then versus the Braves. Spencer Strider versus Philly at the New York Mets. And you Darvish versus Colorado at the Los Angeles Dodgers. So those are the three. No matter if you have them on their squad, there's no way you're not going to play them this week. I don't even care that you Darvish is going against the Dodgers. It means nothing to me. He's going to be fine. The yeah, why not? These are the guys you probably drafted high. They're doing pretty good, and you know you're not not going to start them. So we're going to start here with Blake Snell, who sneakily on the sneak, he actually has pretty good numbers this year. I've, I've listened to a couple pods um, lately that have been kind of you know trashing him a little bit. Blake Snell is just doing fine. First Colorado at the Los Angeles Dodgers. Luis Garcia versus Boston at the Guardians. Kevin Gossman, who got lit up today, he was actually he actually started as a um, a no doubter, but I saw the. Uh, uh, I think he gave it four earned runs today. So I put him at the, you know, yeah, why not? At Tampa Bay versus Minnesota. Logan Webb versus the Dodgers at Oakland. John Gray. John Gray just keeps doing it. But today he actually had a little bit of um, a blemish on his record. So he, I couldn't boost him up all the way to the um, 
to the no doubters, even though I, I really wanted to. John Gray versus Baltimore versus the White Sox. So two really good matchups. Logan Gilbert at the Yankees versus L.A. And this is a trend you're going to see throughout this um, all next week is that you see a really good start and a really hard start. And that's going to happen with about five, six, seven pitchers. So if you're in a daily league, that says to me, pick up the guy, obviously, for his uh, easy start and then drop him before he goes against the Yankees. So Gilbert at New York, Yankees versus the Angels. Mike Clevenger versus Colorado at the Dodgers. And Tariq Skubal, another really good start today. He has three in a row. The velocity looks good. It looks like he's bounced back from his injury. I'm really tough on my Tigers, so it's hard for me to even put him in this category. But he looks good. He has two good matchups at Minnesota, then first Tampa Bay. I'm like a Blake Snell. Yeah, why not if you don't want to like care about your ratios? Now, look, his walk percentage is up. It's up at about 12%. When he was doing his, you know, his Cy Young, Blake Snell impression, he was around 9%. And his um, home run rate is about the same. So I, I understand where you're coming from. His whip is 1.45. But at the same time, 3.61 ERA, you know you're going to get tons of strikeouts. So there's no way you're not starting him in a points league. But yeah, and the, the ratios could be a little off. But versus Colorado and then at LA, I like him uh, against the Dodgers in LA. You know, I feel like he's going to be a. We can reconvene as we always do, but you're not going. I mean, you're going to sit him. I, I will say, last time he played at LA, which was July first of this month, five innings, four hits, one earned, four walks, twelve Ks. That's yeah. more of what's going to worry me. He has two wins on the year because a lot of times he struggles to get to five innings. It's true. So it's you're getting him for the K upside, but not much else because he probably won't get you the win, and his ratios are. Very, very risky based on the whip, man. The, yeah, the whip's tough, and his walk yeah. percentage keeps going up. So, yeah, but I feel like I feel like after, unless Pablo Lopez has a really bad start, I can't be as harsh. <laughs> exactly. And then uh, sliding in is the risky business. We got a bunch of these guys today, as I, as I talked about. There's a lot of guys that have a great matchup and then a horrible matchup, and it was, it was kind of hard for me to to decipher. But if you are watching on the YouTube page, you'll notice there's a few sprinkled in yellow. And these are the guys that if you're going to make that decision to play them, these are the guys I feel a little bit more uh, feel better about after looking, you know, looking under the hood, uh, looking at the teams they're playing and what kind of uh, role they've been on. So uh, starting with Adam Wainwright versus the Cubs versus the Yankees, Brad Keller at the White Sox versus Boston and Brady Singer. Look at Brady Singer's stats over the last week, guys. He's actually been doing pretty good. So he's at the White Sox versus Boston. I out of out of all of these, he, that's one of the starts I like the most. Braxton Garrett, as we talked about, he had a blow up for Cincinnati. He goes against them again, but both of these are uh, at home. So we love him. We love Garrett at home. So versus Cincy versus the Cubs. Cal Quantrill versus Arizona versus Houston. Charlie Morton, 36 year old, uh, who I absolutely love, the journeyman. He has been struggling in the last month. Uh, versus the Phillies at the New York Mets. Drew Rasmussen versus Toronto at Detroit. So the, I, I have him in yellow. Obviously, the Toronto uh, start's going to be really tough, but the Detroit one's going to be as easy as it gets. The worst team in baseball versus righties. So I do like overall, if you are going to roll the dice in Rasmussen, I, I, don't, I don't hate it. Josiah Gray versus the Mets at Philly. Keegan Thompson at uh, St. Louis versus Miami. Kyle Gibson, Doc, I wish you would have played him today. He did he did good. But, uh, yeah, versus the Braves, then or at the Braves versus Washington. Lucas Giolito, risky business, as risky as it will ever get. But not the worst matchups. Versus KC, we love that. And then at Texas. So both two, two pretty uh, solid matchups. I can see a lot of people, you know, playing them next week. 
and I, I wouldn't hate you for it. Uh, Michael Kopech, first Kansas City at Texas. So I looked under the hood with him. Now, his velocity is down almost three ticks, which makes sense from last year because he was a reliever predominantly. So we've seen him really scale back how hard he's throwing. Now, how long that's going to be able to play out over the rest of the year, I am I'm nervous about that. But for this week, Kopech versus the Royals and then at Texas, I do like those matchups. Mitch White at San Francisco versus San Diego. Nathan Avaldi at Houston at KC. I know you're, he's already a bring out your dead candidate. And at Houston, you probably just want to sit him for the week and not even take the chance. But if you're you're low in the standings, just roll the dice. What's the worst that can happen? It's uh, not like Tristan, he'll give up five consecutive home runs again. And that, now, as long as they, they're all solo shots, that's only five runs. And let's say he does good against KC, you know. Not as bad. Tristan McKenzie versus Arizona versus Houston. So that's another one of those guys. We love the Arizona matchup and the Houston one's obviously obviously going to be tough. And then lastly, for risky business, Tyler Wells at Texas versus Pittsburgh. Take a seat. So these are the guys that, hey, I, I want, you know, I want to play everybody. You know, like I don't want to sit here and put these guys next to this, you know, this trial predator hater. I, I don't want to have to put them on this list, but these guys had to be on the list. Uh, starting with Antonio Senzatella at San Diego at Arizona. Bryce Wilson versus Milwaukee at Baltimore. Chris Archer, who just got absolutely destroyed today. I know he had a couple good matchups earlier in the year, but this is who he, this is, the Bears are who we thought they were. This is Chris Archer. Versus Detroit, versus Toronto. Domingo Herman versus Seattle at St. Louis Cardinals. Ethan Small at Pittsburgh versus the Reds. Jose Suarez versus Oakland at the Mariners. Jose Urena at San Diego at Arizona. Cutter Crawford, which I had the double, triple check that that's actually a real person, but he is at Houston at KC. Marco Gonzalez at the New York Yankees versus LA Angels. Now that's another one of those. We hate the Yankees matchup, but the Angels one's going to be pretty juicy. So daily leagues, hold on to him for the, uh, his second start of the week. Patrick Corbin, your boy doc, uh, versus the Mets at the Phillies. Spencer Howard, who I want to apologize for making him a weekend warrior <laughs> last week. He was absolutely brutal, uh, versus Baltimore versus Chicago and Tyler Gilbert at the Guardians versus the Rockies. So those are the take a seats and the two star pitchers for week 17. Oh man, Marty doing the devil's work there. We got a couple comments checking in. Toby loves Keegan Thompson. Thinks Tristan McKenzie could be moved up. Jasper might grab Kyle Quantrill. If he's a free agent, yeah, I would definitely grab him. Mm-hmm. And then Tyler Wells left today with lower back mm-hmm. discomfort for some more caution. Mm-hmm. So that is something okay. to note mm-hmm. on there. Um, I will go more to nitpicking when David's back next week and I can focus on your uh on your selection rather hosting, than man. I like this. I'm just, you know, I'm just cruising along. Yeah, no, I'm being I'm being too nice as a host. Uh I'm I'm trying to keep it together so I can't think of as much <laughs> sass as I have on there. Looking at some of the team schedules for next week, uh the A's have five games, but all other teams play seven or six. So seven is Red Sox, White Sox, Guardi- Guardians, Astros, Tigers, Rockies, Dodgers, Royals, Twins, Nets, Rangers, Giants, Padres, Mets. I didn't say that. Or the A's, they play six games. A lot of baseball being played next week. Hopefully we got some day games as well. Going to our most added list. We got Braxton Garrett leading it up 32%. That'll probably drop a little bit after today. Ramona Rias up 40 per, or Rostrin 40%, uh, up 27%. Leody Deveris, uh, on the rundown last week, up 23%. Dustin May making some good progress from Tommy John surgery. Ginger Guard up 
Matt Carpenter up to 86% rostered. If he's still a free agent, make sure you grab him because John Carlos is going to be out at least a couple weeks. Cole Irvin up 11%, which will probably be more. Yandy Diaz up 11%, and Jake Odorizzi up 11%. But I never understood that. Jake Odorizzi is a ticking time bomb, and these are courtesy of CBS on Monday morning. Did you call Dustin May Ginger Guard? Yeah, that's his nickname. Okay. Is, that a, is that an official nickname, or is that a doc nickname? No, I think it's an official nickname. Okay, cool. I I'll be honest, I'm not that creative to keep to make that on my own. But conversely, going to the most drops, and a lot of times this results in injuries. Um, and the, that's the first is Michael King out for the season with a fractured elbow, down 21. percent Tyler Stevens on the 10 day IL, down 19. percent Chris Sale probably out for the year with a fractured left pinky fring, pinky finger. Max Meyer hurt. Dropped 14%. Strasburg out for the year. Best contract in MLB history. Uh, rostered in 37%. I don't even know how that's, it's high. Isak Paredes hasn't been hurt, but just a huge disappointment. Hasn't been playing, probably playing every one, one out of three days now. He's, he's safe to cut and redraft. Mackenzie Gore down 8% on the 15 day IL and Adam Duvall, one of the streakiest guys also down 8% as well. So. Um, just some trends to notice on there, but we're not at Thursday yet, so it's not even close to the weekend, but we're going to go with Marty's Weekend Warriors anyway. Weekend for the Warriors. Take it away, yeah. Mr. Tallman. There we go. I love that. Um, and you brought up the slide for me. I didn't have to, to search for it. Thank you. You, you know I'm what? You are a great host. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, these are the Weekend Warriors for this coming up weekend, July 29th through July 31st. So these are the guys for your head-to-head daily leagues, whether you, you suffered some injuries earlier in the week or you're, you're looking at your head-to-head matchup and you're down in wins, you're down in counting stats, and you need somebody to hopefully you know uh, boost your roster up a little bit this weekend. So starting with Hunter Renfro, and this is a guy that this when you if he's still available, just pick him up and hold him the rest of the year. He's rostered in 69% of Yahoo leagues, outfielder for the Brewers, as you know. Over his last, um, over his last 20 at bats, he's seven for 20. So he's batting 350 with four home runs. I mean, he came back firing off the, uh, off the IL. Four home runs, 10 RBIs and five runs. Um, yeah, just pick him up for the rest of the season. He's going to be good. Number two, Jamer Candelario. So we touched on it earlier. I cannot, uh, hey, he's doing well. This is, this is, I mean, I took him in multiple, uh, industry league drafts and he's been absolutely terrible. I think he's on the waiver wire in most of them because of me. But uh, over the last uh, week, he's been great. Um, and the Tigers have three games in Toronto. So I like the fact that it's going to be a nice hitter's park for him. And Candelario's only rostered in 8% of leagues. Over the last week, he's batting 400 with five runs, four home runs, and seven RBIs. Looks like he's getting it back. Number three, Ramiel Tapia, uh, outfielder for the Blue Jays. Three games versus your Detroit Tigers. So we know they're going to go up against one of the worst pitching staffs in baseball. Expect the Blue Jays to get a tons, tons and tons and tons of runs this weekend. 18% rostered over the last week. He's hit you a home run. He's got you 10 RBIs, which is absolutely amazing. He's batting 500 with three runs. And he's always um, he's always there to potentially get you a base. Now, he's not playing every day. So playing time, playing time is my only concern. Maybe he'll do a Friday, Sunday, or a Saturday and Sunday. Keep an eye out on that. But anytime you're going against the Tigers and you've been on a little bit of a hot streak, I absolutely love it. All right, let's hop over to the uh, the pitchers for the weekend Warriors. So Nick Lodolo, Cincinnati Reds, twenty one percent roster, and he's going uh, he's going against Baltimore this Sunday. Last game versus Miami, he dominated six innings of shutout baseball with nine Ks. 
His K percentage is in the 88th percentile. Whiff percentage is in the 86th percentile. At this point, he's like a points league god with, um, I love his upside. Um, and when you go look at Baltimore versus lefties, last year versus lefties, they were one of the best teams on the sneak. This year, not so much. 92 w- WRC+. plus. So they're currently ranked 23rd um, in baseball versus lefties. So I like the matchup. I like the upside. If you're in a points league, definitely get them going. Uh, number two, this is the first tag team in Weekend Warriors history. And it's because I've talked about these guys so much that I couldn't just make them uh, one, uh, one person. So Johnny Cueto and Ross Stripling. Starting with Cueto, still only 50% rostered. He, his last game out, seven innings, he only gave up three runs, so another quality start. And he didn't even strike out anybody. So he's like doing a little bit of everything. Somehow he's just evading all of the uh, the home runs and the doubles. And, you know, I love what I'm seeing from Cueto. He's, uh, like I said, he's only 50% rostered, and he's going against Oakland this weekend. Oakland is the second worst team in baseball versus righties with a 72 WRC+. plus. So it's a, it's a great matchup. A number two, um, 2B, I should say, with Ross Stripling versus the Detroit Tigers. 45% roster. Uh, Tigers are dead last versus righties with a 67 WRC+. plus. So more than likely, Cueto and Stripling are sitting there on your um, on your waiver wire in a 10-team, maybe even a 12-team league. Make sure you scoop them up. And then lastly is Aaron Ashby, who's D. Mendy's boy. Um, I'm representing for you while you're in Ireland. At the Red Sox. And have we seen how bad the Red Sox have been lately? It, it's not the Red oh, Sox. they're awful. Absolutely they're, awful. They're back to back to 500. I think they're last in the division now. Yep. So in what was a, a matchup I would have stayed away from is now one I'm definitely um, I'm definitely down to try against. Uh, Ashby's only 27% rostered. The the Red Sox are in shambles, and the Brewers clearly believe in Ashby. They signed him to a five year extension. So the 24 year old's getting paid. He has plenty of security. And the last time out versus the Rockies, Ashby went seven innings with nine strikeouts, only gave up two run runs, and he only walked one batter. So seeing him getting his Ks and finally limiting his walks is what we've been waiting for him to do. So the uh, weekend Warriors for July 29th through the 31st, Hunter Renfro, Yamir Candelario, Ramiel Tapia, Nicola Dolo, Johnny Cueto, and Ross Stripling, and lastly, Aaron Ashby. And uh, Toby traded Paredes for Ashby that uh, David probably woke up from whatever sleep he is in Ireland right now. And Tony chiming in. Mitch White got options today with Heaney back. Ah, there we go, Tony. You're on my side now. Take Marty down a peg. I had to get some shots in on that. Well, to wrap up the normal segment, we got arts, charts, and trends. I want first question I have is what is uh Johnny Cueto's and Ross Stripling's tag team name? That's what I want to know. What would it be? We can think on that. Uh well I'll give you some time and, and I'll talk about this year's Frank Schwindel and who and the players that are coming back soon. So uh last year this this would be uh maybe this year's Luis Robert because Luis Robert came back August ninth from last season and was a top twenty player uh for the second half from and he only played from August 9th to the end. Um, so <clears throat> as we look at this, Frank Schwindel, how do we, how do we look at the next Frank Schwindel? Frank Schwindel was a top 20 hitter in the second half. He was a career minor leaguer, uh, not really a prospect and having his best minor league baseball season in 2021, hitting 317, 362, 630, traded to the Chicago Cubs. And hit 340 the rest of the way. He was a, he was a big, big, uh, um, league winning type of bat, uh, for a lot of players and came out of nowhere. So I, 
the way I looked at this was I, I tried to find players who were not top 20 prospects, top 30 prospects in their organization over general prospect age and hitting very well on a team that is contending and might want to ship out someone to someone like, like a Schwindel from last season. The A's shipped him to the Cubs in part of a trade that they thought might help them for the playoffs. So the player that I picked is San Diego Padres minor league AAA outfielder, uh, a Taylor, uh, Taylor Colway. Uh, he's a 27 year old draft in 2016. Hits left, throws left as an outfielder, career slash at 287, 372, 421, showing that he can, that he can hit at all levels. This season he's hitting 335 with a 430 OBP and a 507 slugging percentage with 116 runs plus RBIs in only 76 games. And he has a little bit of pop, nine home runs. For me, Taylor Colway is a guy who I think might be included in a trade to a team that's trying to rebuild and uh, might get some playing time a la Frank Schwindel last season. Uh, I have heard no rumors of a trade. This is just someone who I think fits the mold of of like a post-prospect performer in AAA, maybe a quad A type guy who might get a chance in the second half and perform. So Taylor Colway, K-O-H-L-W-E-Y. If you see that name in a trade, maybe start to watch, see if he comes out and, and hits like he's been hitting in AAA all season because that's what Schwindel did. Um the other, the, the next I wanted to look at is guys who are coming off the IL in the next couple of weeks. Guys who I think might be able to be contributors. I'm not saying these guys. I, I'm, I'm throwing names out for you and maybe, maybe one will, will ring a, strike a chord for you. I'm, this is chronologically coming back tomorrow. Nick Madrigal, Joe Barlow and Connor Joe Barlow. I still think has the chance to retake the closer job if you're short on save. He has been dropped in your league. He might be someone you want to spec on. Um, uh, Saturday, wait, no, Friday, uh, the 29th, Will Myers and Jake Berger come off. Will Myers was not hitting well uh, before going on the IL, but that San Diego offense, um, he, he's always had a spot in the lineup when he's been healthy and he has uh, a power speed potential. The 30th, Sal Perez and Juan Yepes come off. Sal Perez has been dropped in a lot of leagues. If, if he, if he is on your waiver wire, you would be remiss to not go and pick him up right now if you need a catcher. Sal Perez is, is too good of a hitter to, to, to not be rostered as a catcher in any format. The first sees Austin Meadows, Edward Olivares, Brandon Crawford, and Jesus Lazardo, I'm not 100% sure Lazardo's going to make this timeline. The second also has Matt Manning. I'm not 100% sure that Manning's going to make this timeline. Make sure uh, you check on the first and the second to see if those guys are actually hitting their marks, if they're going to come back. I saw no indication that these 8-1 and 8-2 dates are solid for Jesus Lazardo and Matt Manning. Check them out. There's some good. They could be some potentially good pitchers for the second half. But also on August 1st, Austin Meadows, Edward Olivares, and Brendan Crawford, as I said. On the second, I like a lot of the guys. Yadier Molina, available in a lot of leagues. Gene Segura, picked up in a lot of leagues this past week. Look for him on your waiver wire. Jorge Soler, available. This is a guy who has the type of power and is a streaky enough hitter that he could be a big help for you if he is available. 
and he comes back on the second. Also, Danny Jimenez, possibly on the second. Lutrovino has been traded. That Oakland closer position is opened back up again. Jimenez coming back off the aisle might take it. The third, Brian Anderson, guy I just picked up, just went on the IL uh, this week. So um, maybe uh, maybe you can maybe Anderson will be a uh, will be a nice con- contributor if you can pick him up. He comes back in about one week. You're saying a long week since you left, didn't you? Okay. After that, on the fifth, I believe is the next one. Couple catchers come off. James McCann, Francisco Mejia, also Aaron Savale coming back. Not 100% sure he's really worth an ad, but I'd be looking to see if he might have a little bit better results than he showed earlier. Garrett Cooper also coming off the sixth. Uh, Ginger Guard, Dustin May, scheduled to come off the IL. This is maybe a difference making pitcher. A lot of people think, you know, the Dodgers have had some good magic. With their uh, with their sort of uh, younger arms this season, the uh, the uh, the Tony Gonsolin May was right with him in that in that consideration. Someone who I'd be looking at on the seventh, Kike Hernandez and Art Warren come back. Warren, who knows? Hunter Strickland has been closing for Cincinnati. Will he be traded? Not sure. Evan Longoria on the eighth, Chris Taylor and Michael Waka on the ninth. Taylor was just picked up and. A few of my 15-team leagues, this guy's a, a difference maker when he's back. If he's been dropped, maybe you pick him up and hold him for a week and a half before he comes back. The 10th is when Lance McCullers scheduled to come back. The 12th is Harrison Bader. He had a foot problem, I think, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so maybe his his speed won't return with him, but we will uh, we will keep monitoring on that. Bader is someone who, if you need speed, he's worth a look. And if you believe at all that Kyle Hendricks might be good again. He comes back on the 18th. Uh, so hopefully you find someone in that list that might uh, tickle your fancy and help your team. And you have to go, and that's my trends for the week. The, and that's my trends for the week. There we go. That's uh, the classic art finish line. Well, we're at the 55-minute mark right now, and uh, we had a game in question planned, and we're not going to go into too much detail of that, but the trade deadline is coming up, and um, my nickname or Art's nickname for me is Receipts. So we're going to get a chance to kind of call you a shot. Now, obviously, names like Juan Soto and Luis Castillo are getting traded. But I want to go to each one of you. Who's a name under the radar that you think will get dealt? And for bonus points, where do you think that he gets traded to? I'm putting you on the spot. So first name that comes to you. All right, I have one. Uh, The Cubs outfielder, Ian Happ, he's going to be on the move to the San Diego Padres. Put it on the board. I could actually see that. Um, mine, I think J.D. Martinez, he's in the last mm. year's contract, making $19 million. Don't think the Sox mm. resign him. Think that their focus is on Devers and that they're not going to give up Bogarts for unless they get an offer that sweeps them away. I think J.D. Martinez gets traded to the Cardinals. They need a lot of outfield help. And D.H. also. I have um, Brandon Drury from Cincinnati. I think he could be a nice trade chip for them. And I, I predict he goes to San Francisco as another one of their interchangeable parts for the second half run. All right. Toby chiming in. Josh Bell to Houston. I can see that. I think all of these yeah. guys are realistic, uh, realistic bets to get traded. Maybe we'll have to come up something off air if one and, of us uh, nail Luis it. Luis Castillo to the Dodgers. That's where I'm thinking. That's where I'm seeing it. Luis Castillo. Art, where do you think he's going? 
Um, gosh, how can you not say the Yankees want to swoop in and get a Castillo on their staff with how they've been scuffling? They need relief really pitching, though. I mean, I could see Bednar going going over there with Michael King being out. So I know they're going to be mm-hmm. focused on that. I mean, I, I think the two favorites to Luis Castillo are the uh, are the Yankees and the Dodgers. I can't imagine anybody else that will pay for that. I, I'm leaning towards the Yankees. I think they haven't made a big move in a while. Actually, no, because I have Soto going the Yankees. So I Ooh, think bold. Ooh, uh, uh, that tag team of Johnny Cueto and Ross Stripling. Toby came up with a good one. Uh, innings over K's. <laughs> innings over K's. <laughs> That's pretty good. I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right, well, I guess the last one, because I said Soto going to the Yankees. Y'all two, where's Soto going? Uh, okay. Staying in Washington. Staying in Washington, okay. Yeah, I For think that's most this that's year. most likely, but, oh, God, I don't even want to say. St. Louis is really one of the ones pushing hard, from what I understand. Yeah. And I'll go Padres if we're just going to we're gonna have some fun here. So no Ian Happ. Instead, they get uh, this guy named Juan Soto. I think that would be kind of cool. No, you said he stays on the Nationals. You can't double down your sea salt drink. Damn it. But it's pretty good, too. <laughs> for everybody that tunes in and watches Triple Play, we really do appreciate it, whether it be the YouTube channel, listening to the podcast, interacting with the Twitter account, all of that stuff, being in the Discord. Um, and if you had fun today, make sure you tweet David. Tell him that he can take more days off or that I'm a better host than him. It'll, it will really bother him, and it will give us a lot of laughs. Uh, and it maybe, will. and maybe David will get demoted to, uh, to being in the picking on Marty's two star pitcher role, and I can mute him. <laughs> That'd be so weird. I wouldn't. I couldn't get mad at him because he's like a he's like a teddy bear. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, Dave, we love you, man. We're we're glad you took a week off. Much much deserved. You deserve it. Um, mm-hmm. but he he texted us before the show and he said, "I really miss it. Can't wait to be back next week." Um, I know when I was gone, that's how I felt, and I'm sure that's Art's going to be gone next week. So. We're all getting our summer vacations in. But everybody, appreciate you guys tuning into Triple Play. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel or please give us a five star rating and review. It means the world to us. Marty and Art, anything you guys want to plug before we sign off? Um, no, uh, hop into the Discord. I mean, even though it's the uh it's after the All Star break, it has not stopped in there. It's nonstop, you know, tons of really good information. Um, and uh yeah, good luck with your leagues. Art, anything to plug? Um, I am going to start posting our segments on YouTube. So start checking mm. out our YouTube for more baseball con- t- content. Keep uh, We're going to try and put a little bit shorter form content on there for all you people to uh, to get some some quick hit knowledge from, from uh, your boys at Triple Play. And I can't think of any way to outro, and I don't want to steal David, so the first thing that came to my head is we out you. See you guys next week.